Welcome to the Mavs Fans for Life podcast. I'm your host, Josh Mazur, the editor-in-chief for MavsFansForLife.com, joined, as always, by the co-host and the owner of MavsFansForLife.com, Landon Thomas. We have got some great things to go over this week. We're going over ESPN's future power rankings. We've got last week's Squid Game farce poll to go over. And Landon, how excited are you for this week's special guest? Like the Dudleys seen at a table. <laughs> All right. I am excited too. We should maybe go get the tables. I, I am excited to have Steve Chavera with us tonight, the longtime photographer and social media guy for the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. Um, Steve, right off the bat. Um, well, I should also say people might know you best from Twitter as uh, Steve Alica. Yes, <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. Uh, your popular Mavs Twitter personality on there. Um, but just right off the bat, how did you get started with the Mavericks? Right way off back when? way back when, well, I was, uh, MySpace, 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 Ooh, MySpace. Well, 2004, 2005. I was known as MySpace Steve. <laughs> and I kind of made a name for myself, uh, you know, cause you do the custom, uh, layouts, div layouts, and whatnot, and uh, mine were exceptional, and it caught the eye of quite a few teams. So I, I was contracting with the Knicks, the Sixers, the Suns, and uh, some of the guys, you know, with the Mavs were like, uh, "You're in our backyard. Why aren't you doing this for us?" <laughs> so I started doing it for the Mavs. That's awesome. I had no wow. idea MySpace was the. The beginning. So, are you and Tom tight? Uh, Tom was. <laughs> I, I was. I was. I never quite made his top five. <laughs> he was in mine. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get a That's follow funny. back. That. Uh. So, what was the first? Um. So, were you just a contractor for a while, or did you? How did you get into the photography of the Mavericks? Um. You know, it's, it's social media is such a grind uh, to stay on top of things, the game planning, and coming up with content and ideas. Um, it, it was such a grind. And uh, of course, every year we had new, new, new hires and everybody knew everything. Well, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? It got a little old. And uh, seeing that I, I traveled with the team, our, our team photographer didn't travel. And uh, uh, you guys are aware of uh, Glenn James, who Glenn James, who shoots for the NBA. He, uh, he didn't travel, of course. He just shot home games. So me being on the road, they just gave me a camera. That's kind of how it happened. And then, uh, you know, some some things happened a few years back. Um, and uh, I, I was told I was just going to be an assistant. And then next thing I'm told, uh, I was the lead guy. That's pretty awesome. Wow. That, you know, though, that's like a story that I've heard from a lot of, of team photographers is that they just kind of like stayed with it. And then eventually they were just like, Hey, you're our photographer now. Exactly. Yeah. That was, <laughs> yeah. That was basically it. I was mad.com guy before that, you know, that's, that's awesome, man. <laughs> I, I had no idea that that was your, your start for the team. Um, so during the course of your time, with the Mavericks, do you, do you have like a, a favorite player that you shot photos of or a favorite player that you worked with and why, if you have, uh, if you have a good story? I, I, uh, 
I mean, they're all great. <laughs> and of course, being around them more than your own family, they become family. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, you have to go with the goat, you know, Dirk. He was, uh, he had the most pushback more than anybody. Uh, he's like, I don't want this. I don't want to do this. What am I going to show my socks like, like Matrix? What, what am I going to do this for? And, uh, so I named him Swish 41 as a joke. I have all the handles. I have Dark and Whiskey. I have all of them. I created all of them, but I made Swish 41 as a joke. Wow. And Dirk being Dirk, I think what it was was when I showed it to him, I thought he was just going to nail me. And he didn't. He was like, okay. I think it's one of those things where Dirk would have never named himself that. Yeah, probably. You know what not. I mean? Yeah. And that's, so we went with it, crazy. but then I got emails and everything else from the front office. Do not give him the logins. <laughs> you will not have a job. <laughs> <laughs> so, and somehow I thought this, you know, it was some kind of conflict. And I was like, I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want to get him in trouble. And I was like, cause Dirk, um, that's one thing I can say being around him. I, I just, I was like, the fans don't know how seriously funny this guy is. He He's a little dark sometimes, <laughs> but that's that's when you really get to know him. And uh, so at first, um, there's, I have videos, uh, everything I shot, because I shot video as well. Um, I have a number of videos where he's walking up, acts like he's going to high five me and he'll gut punch me. <laughs> And he would, and then he would turn around and look at me and say, "Hey, mix in a salad." Because at the time I was, I was, I was pretty hefty, <laughs> seventy-five. And then it got to the point where I went to um, uh, RPR, um, Scott. You, you guys know Scott? Yeah, I do. So I, I told uh, he called him Scooter. So I said, "Scooter, uh, I don't think Dirk likes me." And he says, oh. well. and I said, because he gut punches me every chance he gets. And um, he pats me on the back and he says, Steve, if Dirk didn't, didn't like you, he would not acknowledge you whatsoever. Mm. And that was it. I just like, okay, I just know my role and just looked out for that gut punch. <laughs> so uh, on the other end of the spectrum, was there anybody that you don't have to say names, but I would love it if you do. <laughs> Is there yeah. anybody that you just absolutely hated working with and was just always hard and there was no redeeming uh, moment like that? Um, It wasn't. And why was it Rondo? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah, that was him. It was... Really? Yes. Oh my god! Oh wow! Yeah, that's. I remember his photos: him walking in, and he's covering his face with whatever he's holding. Oh, that's the worst. And uh, yeah, and one day I was just standing there, and he was like, "Well, who are you?" I'm like, "Oh wow, a mass photographer," and he'd see me on the court, and I I don't know, just just like one of those things, and uh, he'd curse at me. This is after he left. <laughs> And then I'd see him on the court, and then he'd jump on my back like we were buddies. Like, I just didn't get it. Like, you know, I there are so many stories that are, like, 
similar to that about that guy and i wonder if he's just got some kind of uh social anxiety or something like that or he just doesn't know how to how to react to people because sometimes he seems like a genuinely nice guy i've had some interactions with him as well and sometimes he comes across as a really nice guy and then others like not the same person yeah we one 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 day he was you know there's word that had got out how great he was at connect floor so he brought connect floor (laughs) to the locker room and he beat a couple of the guys and then he asked me if i wanted to play i said yes I beat him four straight times and he slams it. Like I thought he was going to slam it in my face. And then I'm like walking off, like, you know, little sad kid with my camera walking out. And he's like, where are you going? And I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to leave now. He's like, we're not finished. And I was like, man, this could get violent. Luckily there's cameras and everything. Uh, I was like, okay. So I sat down he's, he shook my hand. He's like, you're not going to beat me four more in a row. And I made sure I, I didn't. <laughs> you made sure. I like that. <laughs> what was your strategy? Did you start in the center? I mean, what was the strategy that beat in Rondo four times in a row? Um, just to be quick. Be quick. Yeah. And, and just try to look for, you know, his out before he got to it. And just make it uncomfortable for him. Once you had him on the verge or the edge, that was it. You know, he would topple. He would think it's, you know, an eight second <laughs> clock violation. Maybe. I don't know. So how long uh how long did you actually travel with the team during your time? The whole time. The whole time you traveled to all the oh wow. So who was who was the best traveler? Um because you know there's always some players that are just not good at traveling. They'll have like socks hanging out of their bags and stuff like that. <laughs> um, not good. I guess. Would you, would it be sloppy? Be the word? Just really. Yeah, I guess so. Sloppy would be. It, it didn't last long, but I, I would Roddy, Roddy B, <laughs> Roddy Bubois. and you would think those French guys are you know on top of it. But like guys like Jan Mahimi, those those guys were really on point. I have to ask. So I'm a I'm a photojournalist too. Mm-hmm. That's a, I've taken photos for a long time. Mostly I do concerts and stuff like that. Um, but everybody, every photographer that I meet, um, they like to think of themselves either as a uh, photojournalist or an artist, and some think of themselves as both what do you tend to think of yourself as, or do you think of yourself as a social media person first and then the other? I think, uh, I would say photojournalist that understands those other aspects. Okay. So I'm, when I'm shooting, I'm looking for that good content or something that I could possibly turn into great artwork later. Did you think when you were doing your MySpace uh, backgrounds Hmm. that it would lend into this? Were you already a photographer at that point, or were you doing more graphic design and? I was doing. Work? I was doing more graphics and whatnot, and that <clears throat> that's what kind of made it segue even better for me because I was able to shoot the shots I wish I could get, like on media day, um, the shots with the crossover, just shots I wanted, like 
them kind of hovering over you about to cross you over or something or dunking on you or whatever. I got to do that. I got to ask them to do those shots, poses for me. So it was great. Uh, Dirk holding up signs that say, you know, follow me on Twitter and just crazy idiotic stuff. But I got to do that. And I was like, that was probably the best thing. I know I'm going to uh, feel like an idiot if I don't get to this question. So I'm going to go ahead and, and get to it right in the middle of the interview here. Mm-hmm. The, the championship season mm-hmm. from start to finish. Did you, I know that it, like when a team is good, there is a, an energy around the team that you can feel like all of a sudden, okay, so I was I was around the team in in uh in the rookie year of Luca, mm-hmm. and right when he walks in the building, you feel like oh this is different this is a different rookie. So in 2011, I've always wondered like I I got to take a few photos with the team that year, mm-hmm. uh, but not enough to kind of like feel the overall of that team. Did you feel from the beginning that this team is a different team and we we're gonna we're going to go or what was the turning point that, that, that got you there? Um, you, you could feel something was different, especially like on, even on media day and we, and we had, you know, full locker room access and whatnot, but it just sounded like it was just a different vibe with the guys. something I had never seen. And, um, uh, and then, you know, when we got on the floor, I mean, we were just, cakewalking on everyone i don't care how long a win streak you had we were we were going to take it and it was no no doubt in these guys eyes when we walked into an arena it didn't matter if it was big brother spurs or whatever they were going to dominate but i i didn't honestly be like you know what i think we got something here until we went on a at the end of that year we went on i believe it was a 11-day road trip on the West coast, uh, right before the end of the season. Um, did Phoenix, Portland, we did the whole West coast thing. And then that, that year, especially in Phoenix, uh, it, it was, I was like, I can't wait till the playoffs. Cause I wanted it to start right then. Just that whole vibe. Oh, and by the way, I didn't know I was going on that trip till the day of, so every city I was having to buy clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Did you um and maybe in the future I'll go over some Carlisle stories within that. Cuz a lot just of people, a, I was just about people. to ask. How about that? Did, I'll just say it got physical. <laughs> but it did end up with him taking me to to breakfast uh game 6 in Miami. So he made up for it. <laughs> I was going to say so that was the, I mean, obviously that's the season that Carlisle kind of made it a, uh, he just made it in Dallas where like he could kind of do no wrong for, for a long time, no matter if he was wrong, he could do no wrong for a few seasons. Right. Yeah, so it, was there anything, um, behind the scenes that let you know, uh, that that Carlisle thought that way. Oh, he told me. <laughs> he told you. To my face. That he could end me. 
Oh, oh, oh so he, he told you to your face that he could end you? Yes. Uh, that's like a super villain line. What is that? Yeah. Um, Rick Carlisle saying that. <laughs> yeah. how, how do you even respond to that? I, uh, I could easily, I was just basically, I was somewhere I shouldn't have been, but I was told mm-hmm. I could be there. Yeah. And, and I guess this is why a lot of the staff members got along with me. I've never thrown anybody under the bus. And I could have easily said, so-and-so said I could be here, but yeah. I didn't. I just said, it won't happen again, sir. It won't happen. You learn. And yeah, <laughs> you learn. And that day he did it, it was in, in Phoenix. That's why I brought up Phoenix. <laughs> that's why Phoenix sticks in my head. But something weird, I asked Falwell. I'm not, okay, I'm not one of those guys like Falwell can remember dates and exact yeah. time of things. Like Falwell's a genius at that. And I asked him because the power went out in Phoenix. And I was like, okay, we were already about to win. So I went to the tunnel and I waited for the, them to walk off the court. All the guys were walking by me. I have to hold my camera with two hands because a lot of them like to slap it, knock it out of my hands. And uh, I see Carlisle. We already had that confrontation. So I back up against the wall. I'm like, okay, okay, what's going to happen? And he legit shoved me into the wall. And oh, I was wow. like, okay, this is – he. yeah, he is going to end me. And everybody walks in the locker room. One of the, one of Coach Mathis, I don't know if you guys remember him, one of the assistant coaches, he no. went to Orlando for a while. Well, he pokes his head out from the locker room, and he's like – and I'm like, I don't know. You would know. And then he walks over to me. He's like, I think he apologized just now. <laughs> like, so, okay. so a shove was an apology. <laughs> in, in gruff troll language, <laughs> physical yeah. violence is an apology. That's funny. But you know what? I'm feeling, you know, a little open. So, <laughs> right before that happened, I uh, I walk into the locker room. Dirk was on the floor. Um, um, Brendan Haywood, they were stretching on the floor. I walk in there. My camera, get a couple shots of Dirk. And I felt something over my neck, and it was Carlo. And I turn around, and he looks at me, crosses his arms, and he gave me a nickname. That very moment, to the point that Haywood's jaw dropped. What was it? You got to tell us. Yeah, I need to know what this nickname is. He looked at me and said, what's up, Pablo? (laughs) No. Yep. What? <laughs> he did, and it stuck. <laughs> Haywood looked at me, and he's like, "He knows you're Steve." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. But it, I mean, it was just uh, one of those things. Like you, I I could have taken it the wrong way, and whatever. And a lot of people did for me, I guess. But I I didn't. I knew how he was. I was just just his dry sense of humor, you know. Yeah. And I think what it was is because Dirk would call me Steve Chappelle. He would never call me by my name. He would call me something else. And I think that's kind of what it was. I thought he was trying to join in on that. Yeah. I think playful banter kind of thing. Yeah. I think he failed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, 
I think he might have accidentally got a little racist. <laughs> like, just, just a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I was thinking the other day all that diversity <laughs> stuff and the you know the you know all all these teams are doing. It yeah. definitely wouldn't fly now. <laughs> yeah, it definitely wouldn't fly now. Yeah. Man, that is. <laughs> what do you what do you say to that? Car- yeah, Car- Carlisle stories sometimes baffle me because they go back and forth between like him being such a, a genuine good person. And then also Uh just this like crazy awful story of, of yelling at people. So I wonder like now we have Jason Kidd as the head coach and Uh he has had some, some similar um, issues with, with uh, that personality, that gruff personality when he was in Milwaukee. Did he have that similar, I mean, some of the stuff that, have you read the things that came out of Milwaukee recently? Yes, I did. Uh, okay. So. I, I never witnessed anything like that. You never saw anything like that with, uh, with I uh, Jason? Like, oh, okay, I can see that. Uh, no, not never. I mean, one of my favorite stories of all time is game six in the locker room, beer and champagne going everywhere. I'm standing there with my video camera and he looks at me and well, right before that, Carla looked at me and I'm like, okay. And then he, he tells me to hug you. He's like, we bonded today. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) He pushes him aside and hugs me and thank me for everything that I did. And I'm like, what? I didn't do nothing. I did nothing. That's my all time favorite. Like J kid walked up to me. That's a great story. That's awesome. Yeah. So were you I, surprised with some of the stuff that came out in Giannis' book? Somewhat, yeah. Because, like I said, I I I didn't really see that while his yeah. his tenure here. So um, it's kind of unfortunate that uh, I didn't stick around long enough. I really didn't know um, beginning of this year that all these guys were going to be back. Uh, Tyson. Um, actually messaged me a few months back. Oh, actually, a month ago, month and a half, two months ago. And he was like, well, hey, boss, I'll see you soon. I'm like, see you soon? Like, what? Um, you know, I, I, I'm, at the time, I'm like, are you still in? What, what's going on with him? And then I hit him back. I was like, wait a minute. Are you coming? And he, he did like a emoji. Hmm? <laughs> I was like, okay. And everybody, and then when the rumors were coming up and stuff, I was like, yeah, I'm not saying anything yet. So when, when did you, um, and, and you can say screw off if you want, when did mm-hmm. you find out that you weren't going to be returning to the team? Um, I want to say in June. Okay. Late June. I had some health issues, uh, pop up, um, in March. And, um, I, I, I literally, I mean, before all this, all my health stuff happened, I was honestly thinking like, maybe it's time to do something else or to calm down or take a vacation. Cause I, I never took vacations. And before that I was thinking when Dirk was done, I was thinking everybody, a lot of us were thinking Dirk and done, we're out of here. Like, but who knew we were going to get a guy named Luca so we stuck around. <laughs> um, 
So I shot a game in uh, March. I think it was March 13th against the Spurs. I walked in this for bedroom right after the game. And next thing you know, I woke up four days later in the hospital. I had no idea. And one of my, one of my closest friends, I was like, like trying to figure out what happened. And I was like, uh, I'm thinking like, who's doing the graphics? And like, I'm still thinking about work. And I was like, I didn't do, you know, Bobby would give me these little stats and whatnot. And I would do some, some of my graphics based on those. And I was like, well, Bobby didn't send me anything for the Suns. And she looked at me and she's like, Stephen, we lost. Against no, it was OKC. She said, we lost against OKC. And I was like, no, we just beat the Spurs last. So I got shipped off to San Antonio, literally, uh, for physical therapy. I had basically I had two strokes. Um, but, you know, things happen. And I was like, I, I really felt, and that's when I knew. I was like, you know what? My my physical health means a lot more than than, than my job. Yeah. So in in that journey of your, your health, um, where are you now? And, and are you feeling better? Are you on the road to recovery or where, where are you? Yeah, they were at the time they were looking at like seven, eight months uh, of rehab and whatnot. And I pretty much did it within six, six and a half months, seven months. And I took up running, which I hated growing up, took up running. And I would, I started two miles, three miles. I would run up to seven miles every morning. And then uh, about a month and a half ago, I, uh, stubbed my foot on my bed as I was getting ready to go run and broke my, my toe. I didn't know. I thought I was just being a baby, broke my toe and got infected and it got worse. I, I lost some stuff, but I'm back. I'm walking. Uh, I won't need any more surgeries. Uh, and I won't know physical therapy. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm back at it. Like That's good. So I'm let, kind of letting dealers out there, letting everybody know, hey, I I'm ready to work, and I still don't want to push it, but it's it's everything I've done for the past you know 15 years. Yeah, any particular places that you uh, would lean towards? Do you are there is there somewhere that you really want to end up or? Um, I mean, yeah. a guy with two Mavericks tattoos. Do you want to end up back with the Mavericks, <laughs> or or however many Probably Mavericks tattoos? Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, uh, the weirdest spot uh, would have been the Spurs, who I've spoken to, and the only reason I would even think about doing that is because my daughter's in San Antonio. Okay. Okay. And uh, but another option, I really. I just want to freelance for it right now, take the season off, get get physically fit, and then uh, see what happens uh, next off season. And uh, I might have I might have an insight on somewhere else, uh, you know, no, you know where they eat a lot, or they have a lot of oranges. So. <laughs> Well, you when you have a, a clear answer, feel free to come back to us and, and uh, oh, sure. give them a shout out and we'll we'll uh, try to get as many ears on it as possible. Before we let you ride off into the distance here, mm -hmm. I want to know a few 
current Maverick players. Do you have any Luca stories? Maybe some Bowman uh, story? I definitely have a... You know, you, it would have been great earlier. We would have segued into that like <laughs> culture and Carlisle. Yeah. Because, because, like I said, Dirk never made waves, right? So um, this is after the trade. We got KP, New York, and um, he posts a photo with one of the trainers, and it was just a cell phone photo, him working out. And I text him. I was like, oh, nice photo. I was being sarcastic. And he's like, where the F are you? I was like, oh, I'm next door. He's like, why aren't you here? I was like, Carlisle, bro. It's a media, media. And he was like, hold up. I was like, what does that mean? And then he's like, I just text coach. I was like, what did you text him? <laughs> he goes, he goes, he goes, I told, I, I told coach, hey, Chevrolet's going to come shoot practice tomorrow. And, uh, he says, for what? And oh, he, sent, he sent him this emoji to take photos like that. <laughs> so I thought I was going to get a call from Carlisle saying, hey, these guys give you a call. You're too busy. Blah, blah, blah. Because we, we got treated like I my whole tenure there. I never got to sit in on a practice unless it was like a summer league where coach was in Dallas or something like that. Um but I've never got to actually shoot or practice. And um, KP made it happen. But that didn't get my wheels turning until the following day. I went to go shoot. Carlisle beeline straight towards me. He's like, Shiver, Pablo, <laughs> 30 minutes, right? And there's a, there's a few F-bombs in between there. And I was like, yes, sir, 30 minutes. I uh, I shot for 23 minutes <laughs> and I left. He looked at his watch like already. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. And uh, basically, what he told Carlisle was like, hey, it's first time me and Luca together. People want to see this stuff. We want to put it out there. Why not? So he made it happen. But in my limited time, you know. The guys want their photos right away. So, I mean, I beeline next door, started sending photos. And I felt bad for, like, Dodo and everybody else because I didn't shoot a lot of them. I was trying to get KP and, and Luca, them two together. So I sent theirs. And then Luca, I get a text back from Luca. That's it? I'm like, dude, I was limited time. He goes, hold up. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really, <laughs> So I got to shoot. I got to shoot the rest of the week, bro. But it was the first time I thought in my head, you know what? This is the first time there's a player that probably has just as much juice as Carlisle. I mean, Dirk had it, but he didn't have that pushback. He Dirk's not going to fight over photos. Dirk wants to work. He wants to practice. Yeah. Where you know where these other guys they're younger. They're they they understand it and they want it. And it was the first time. I think Carlisle sat there and was like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna, I might have to bend a little. And he sure, he sure bent. <laughs> Do you think that there's a, uh, a change in culture in the NBA during your time that where people, where the players are now understanding like the importance of social media more most so than they did? More, most definitely. Because 
I remember coming in, I was trying to get these guys involved in it. And they're like, oh, that's true. You know, the young folks and they, and each year by year, these guys were already verified and everything coming in. I, I used to be the guy that got everybody verified. Um, but not anymore. They totally get it. Yeah. Um, some of them, <laughs> DSJ had some issues coming in. <laughs> That we had to we had to school him on. <laughs> That's funny. When uh, so when um when KP came in, um, I um I'm wondering if you had there. Okay, let's start over. There's been some reports that he is not the easiest to work with, but I've never actually heard a particular story of that happening is that overblown or i think it's um, mostly overblown uh i've never had any issues personally and i haven't seen it um okay i mean and i've asked him for some favors you know i've had friends birthdays and he's done like video shout outs and he's like no problem no problem let me you know he's he's willing to help anybody any of us so where do you, where do you think that that came from then? Because there is this, or do you acknowledge that there's a uh, there is that kind of stigma about him for some reason? Yeah, and, and I just really don't get it because just being around him, uh, I don't see who would take that away and, and go and blow it up. Um, but it's kind of like uh, the same thing that happened with DSJ and Luca, where these guys played video games together, their girlfriends hung out. But they made it into a Luca versus DSJ thing, and uh, I never seen that either. Hmm. That was more of a, I think, <laughs> Carlisle thing with uh, uh, DSJ. Yeah. Do you, do you also think it was a Rick Carlisle thing with Kristaps? Um, I would I would lean towards yes in the sense that uh, just they're philosophy and on how to using or utilizing maybe there was some conflict there maybe but this is just me being like one of you guys just i wasn't i wasn't in one of those offices or one of any of those meetings but that's just the sense i got but so you didn't see any conflict behind the scenes with luca and kp Mm, during that era that it supposedly came out no not at all I mean, I have a ton of photos of them just hanging out, you know, looking over each other's phones, doing posts. I mean, I, I literally, I would, I could, I could calculate and show the guys. I was like, hey, you know, your value, show them their worth on their certain posts. So, for instance, if they post something with sunglasses or just sponsored type things, I could show them what that value of that post was, mm-hmm. and they would compete. I would, I would show Luca and KP would like, well, who would mind me if I shot this? And, and I've got screenshots. I'd have to take screenshots. And then they would just try to one up. They were just having fun. Yeah. That's so weird. It's that generation it's, thing, right? Yeah. You, you didn't see Dirk and Jason Terry doing that. Did you? No, they didn't, they didn't care less. You know? They didn't care less. That's a great man. So uh, another player that I'm, I'm interested to hear some perspective on from behind the scenes and uh, maybe you have a relationship with them as THJ. 
since he's um, signed kind of a long-term contract with the Mavericks now, it looks like he's going to be in town for a while. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning, he was thought of as kind of a, a throw-in player in that trade with KP to Dallas. Um, but he's definitely earned his his spot. And I kind of wonder, when he first came into town, um, could you tell that he had that, that chip on his shoulder of feeling like a throw-in player? Or how did he handle it? Um, I definitely got that sense. I was like waiting. It was like I was waiting for him to just not not blow up or anything, but it was just like he did. He definitely had that chip on his shoulder. But I was waiting for it to be difficult to for you know to work with him or something like, and it was none of that, none of that. Probably one of my favorite guys to work with, honestly. Hmm. That's nice to hear. Once once he figured out what his role was, and I mean, he was like he was like a kid in candy store. He was running around the locker room when we we traded for him. He's like he remembered running around there with his dad. And I was like, yeah, this door wasn't here. This door wasn't there. And, you know, Sarah Melton, who retired at the time, was there. And she was just laughing up the storm because she remembers him running around doing that. And same thing when, when they decided, they the guys voted on which uh, city they were going to go with. And he voted, you know, old school. He wanted, he wanted, he wanted that old school. And then they, they got to choose the court as well. Really? I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, that was a thing. So uh, as they're doing their walk-ins, um, they would pull them aside. I had my editing room, if you guys know where where my room was, um, right by the locker room as they're walking in and out. Uh, there was another extra room where they do like little visits, private visits and whatnot. They, they would pull them all in there. And uh, yeah, the guys voted pretty much. They couldn't wait for the old school stuff. Last year, when wow. I shot that on on Media Day, um, like Luca was just cheesing, and I, I I I mean like it gave me chills thinking that they were that happy, you know. <laughs> so and then, Steve, and, then, and, then, and then my my shot with Luca is cheesy. Luca made the cover of Slam Magazine. Like that was epic for me. Nice. Because I, I used to do I used to do their MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> the good old MySpace. So yeah. Steve, do do you think that the Mavericks should transition to going back to that old school type branding, or at least modernize it uh, um, to fit Luca and KP's era and make it theirs? Yeah, I yeah. Not totally go back, but like, yeah, just like you say, just just modernize it. Nice. Have you guys seen my new ink? I I think I saw a photo of it on uh, on Twitter. Yeah, Lucas. yeah, is that the Luca? Yeah. So my guy has it all. His name's uh, Mike Hamill Jr. on on Instagram, but he has it all plotted out. I've got Jason Terry. Um, um, Tyson, uh, every, every, everybody's going on here. I don't know about Greg Smith, but yeah. <laughs> are you gonna Are you gonna find space for? <laughs> you gonna find space for Rick Carlisle on there? There might be a nugget in there somewhere. I don't know. 
I'm going to start calling him Pablo Carl Carlisle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when he comes to town. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, man. Some, some of my really close friends and some people in the media know about it. So if you ever see that Pablo, you'll know exactly, you know. Yeah. That's, that's funny, cool. man. That's great. Well, I... Uh, I really appreciate you coming on here. I don't know if we're the first podcast that you've come on since uh, all this stuff it went is. down. It is. It, oh man, we appreciate it yes. even more than that's that's fantastic. But um, if ever you have some news that you want to put out there, please holler at us and we'll oh, we'll put sure. you out there. Um, uh, and I definitely have some nuggets for you guys as well. So. Yeah, send us and, uh, anything. And I was I actually I was also going to mention. Uh, as before, when I I obtained all the Twitter handles for all the guys and everything, um, Dallas Mavs and whatever. So I have at MFFL. I don't use it for anything. <laughs> I, I I have it. You and Landon might need to get in contact <laughs> yeah. with each other well, after this. If anybody, you know, yeah, definitely talk to Landon about him <laughs> taking over. Yeah, we well, need to have fantastic. a side discussion on that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, um, we if you've got some stuff to plug, go ahead and plug it. Your Twitter, Instagram, your website, anything. If you want to start hitting up some freelance yeah. work, go for it right now, and we will yeah. give you the airtime. Yeah, I just got you know, um, just getting healthy and getting better, and but I'm, I'm I still have the same brain. I, I I feel like I could still perform um, just as I did as before. So yeah. You need any work done? Uh, some consulting for social media or anything? Uh, hit me up at uh, stevechevera at gmail dot com, or slide on my DMs. Do it. Go use him. NBA veteran at this point. You should get the vet minimum somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> uh, but I think we have more stories for you guys later on. Yeah. Anytime. On. I kind of. You know, I didn't want to make you tell me too many things. Like we gotta, we gotta build yeah. this relationship first. Yeah. I understand. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah. feed you slow. So, uh, but man, I, I totally appreciate you coming on and spending some time oh, with us. You guys. And uh, anytime you want to come on, hit me up, and we'll, we'll get you on. We'll talk some. Oh, some good, Landon. We talk about that demo. Yes, sir. Yeah, for Thanks sure. Thanks for coming, Steve. Yeah, no problem, man. We'll talk right. soon. Bye. Yes, sir. Bye. Well, there you have it. That was the longtime Mavs photographer, Steve Shavera, telling us some pretty great stories about uh, the Mavericks and his time while working for him. Man, there was a few stories in there that I don't yeah. think I was prepared for. I was not prepared some, for some of those stories. <laughs> some those Carlisle, were so good some stories. Some Carlisle stories. And bad stories, yeah. <laughs> that uh i was not prepared for um it was there anything that popped out to you when we were talking about the i mean either era we talked about some some dirk era and we talked about some luca era stuff what is the lasting impression from steve's interview that you have i think i think obviously rick carlisle but um the other thing is uh the relationship with luca and kp I think that stood out to me the most because obviously um, the mediums, the media storm 
surrounding the two. Just like he said, um, Steve said that they pretty much put each other, um, you know, combatively against each other. Like, is this is this going to be KP's um, role? Is it not going to be? Is it going to be Luca's offense and KP has to follow? But it seems like Rick Carlisle was kind of the rupture between that relationship, and now it could blossom into Luca and KP, which it initially um, was supposed to be. Yeah, that was a a pretty big discovery for me. And this is that the guy that's around the team all the time has pretty extensive time watching these people together is like, I never saw a time when those guys were combative Yeah. or, you know, that, that is a, the, maybe the most poignant part of the interview is because those guys are still affecting the team every day you know we can talk about stuff that happened in the past with carlisle and stuff like that but these people were these players were reported last year as having a poor relationship so to have somebody that was near the team so closely say that they never saw any signs of that it gives me hope that maybe it was just overblown and you know, I don't know why somebody would want that to be. I mean, unless you're just bored. I don't know what kind of, like why does that come out? We know that that Mark Cuban himself said that there were some tense moments between yeah. them, but then once that was said, man, it blew up into something that that it sounds like it wasn't it it just wasn't. So, yeah. Man, that that's that was good. We uh, welcome Steve to come on anytime. We can talk Mavs. And that's a glorious Luca tattoo on that man's arm. <laughs> if you yes. get a chance to go check it out on his uh, Twitter, I think he shared some photos of it. So that's something, man. That is dedication to a team that uh, that I wish I had. Um, Let's go ahead and move forward. We will talk about now ESPN's future power rankings, which is the dumbest name for an article I've ever seen. But future power rankings for ESPN, Dallas was ranked where, Landon? 13. 13? 13. Okay. So they were what last year? Weren't they like 10? last year on this same I think so thing so they've gone they've dropped a little bit can we just live in the present no I need to know I need to know the growth I I need to know the growth (laughs) no I'm just talking about the article you You know I get you nobody knows (laughs) nobody knows Nobody. I mean, what what were what were uh, the Mavericks before Luca was drafted? <laughs> the yeah. bottom of the league for future. <laughs> I mean, nobody knows what's going to happen. So they. It was I, interesting, though. Yeah, it's an interesting read. They rank our. They rank our players tenth. Why is that? So. The, they're ranking the players 10th and this is the future ranking 
but the Mavericks' best two players are 26 and 22. And one of them's a first team All NBA, and one of them is an All Star. How are they ranked 10? So you would put them higher? I would put them higher. I, I mean, I'm not saying top three or top five, but at least, you know, through that six to eight range. You got to so... put, well, you got to, so this is where we're going to, man, we're starting arguing early. Yeah, let's get to my <laughs> celebration. Let's get to my celebration. <laughs> Give me that virtual cake. No. So, okay. So, our play, okay, well, I, let's... I agree with 10, but let's go. Well, let's... Let's read what it says, though. So it's for current players and their potential for the future, factoring in um, expected departures. Okay. So let's look at the Mavs roster. I mean, and honestly, this is the future. If you look at the top, what, 15 players, I mean, if you look at the age at majority of those players, they're on the – wrong side well i wouldn't say wrong side because we're on that side but (laughs) (laughs) it's like i don't want to be on the wrong side of whatever you're about to say they're on the other side of their career they're past 30 and some of them are um in their late 30s and they're not going to be in the league i mean luca is 22 but you're not just you're not just ranking just the stars though right jalen brunson i mean you're not just ranking the stars though and but how, it has a lot to do with it. How how long in the future are we reading? Are we just talking about next season? Or we're talking about the next three seasons is exactly what they're saying into, at the starting. So they're talking about in the next three seasons, Yeah, our players are going to be 10th ranked. I don't, ha- I don't know if I have a problem with that. And here's why. Because hmm. the... the the teams that they have in front in front of them, three years is not going to drastically change the performance of most of these teams. So what's the top five? Let's just mention the top, the top five. The top five is, is Brooklyn, Milwaukee, the Lakers, Denver, and Miami. So this is out, present. Well, yeah. It, okay, so they're, they're waiting, obviously – the first of the next three years heavily in yeah. this ranking, right? <laughs> heavily. But for the Nets, for the Nets, though, next three years, you're probably still pretty damn good. Yeah. Right? I mean, it depends on the Kyrie situation, which is a mess right now, but that that team's going to probably if they get to keep all the players they have right now they're probably still good in 3 years with that roster no matter if they get old or not. Kevin Durant is the is the oldest one on that team, correct? The oldest star and his yeah. game his game seems to be aging well with him. Milwaukee is the second in the next three years, all of their stars are still in a prime. Giannis, Middleton, Drew Holiday. The next one is the most questionable to me, which is the Lakers. 
with Russell Westbrook the and LeBron James. The That's league. the oldest team in the league. I don't think it, I mean after but you know I say that and Russell Westbrook still averaged a triple double last year. So like who knows like, who knows what he's going to do in the next It's two 3 years. years long enough that seems like they're present day power rankings to me. I mean 3 years is still in the future, bro. <laughs> I know, but they're <laughs> like you said they're they're heavily weighted on um obviously, the first year next year. Obviously, but I mean are you are you telling me if these guys are still on this team? Anthony Davis in 3 years, he's their youngest star. But they also have some young players that are coming up. But they also Austin Reeves. I mean, who you well, yeah, I, I take that back. That they don't. They just traded a bunch of them away yeah. to get people. So that was that was a BS take. Just ring in three them, years. Ring Anthony the buzzer Davis, on me. Yeah, in three years, Anthony Davis is going to be thirty-one. I mean, Luca's going to be twenty-five. Thirty-one is is still prime. In the I NBA. know, but okay, Westbrook and LeBron. That's what I'm just trying to say. Is this? See, it should have been three years from now, not over the next three years. They, yeah, well, I mean that, but that's not what the article is. We're arguing yeah, what the article okay. is, right? Okay. The fact that they have their players ranked number three in this for the next three years is a little questionable to me, because they yeah. are the oldest team. We don't know Miami what the drop-off point. Miami, Lowry. Uh, that's but that's one of the rest of their players are still going to be in their prime. I mean, for the most part, Jimmy Jimmy Butler, he's a little old. Yeah, <laughs> but he's not like Bam is not Bam and old. To, no, I'm saying he's not. He's a star, but he's not dominating enough where you think he's gonna have majority of the way into that vote being number five for the whole league. Well, they actually, they, so they ranked Miami at, in players as number seven. Oh, so okay. it breaks it down. Oh, into you're di- saying, you're saying overall, they were the overall top five was what I just, okay. Oh, okay. 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 Um, but they did specifically. So the three and the four, actually, it's funny because the, the first, four teams that I mentioned. Yeah. They they are ranked one through four in players as well. Wow. Yeah. So they okay. obviously I mean the the players is the weight in this ranking for the most part. Yeah. Um which should be if we're honest. Like that's yes, obviously that's the, the biggest uh thing. But so they actually, when you get to five, when you get to the five-ranked team, the Miami Heat, their players are ranked seven. So They're who's ranked, the players ranked fifth? The Utah Jazz. And that I can go with. Okay. They got some young players. Yeah. Some young, dominant players. Um, okay. You know, that one That one makes sense to me. Yeah, it might be different if, if KP has... If his mind's right, he's very happy, obviously, and his body is right. I mean, there's going to be a different story next year. The only so players wise, I would put. Uh, I don't know. I think they did it pretty. I think that's a pretty good ranking for the Mavericks players wise. Tenth, okay. Yeah, I mean because the all the teams that are ahead of them, 
in that ranking. You know what? The one the one uh that I would say they they shouldn't be in the top 10. And I might catch some flack. We'll see. I don't know how you're going to feel about this, but the Golden State Warriors should not be in top 10. Oh my god. In 3 years. There, this is this is the past future yeah <laughs> rankings i mean like come if on, we're talking living... about four three years ago that's what i'm saying then yeah but so there's a weird uh they're not counting the flaws against golden state like the fact that Steph Curry's getting a little old and his game really revolves around him being fast is going to be hard to continue that way, right? Yeah, you start. Like it's going to be the same kind of thing Allen Iverson had issues with. So, I mean, obviously he's I think that he's a more talented shooter, obviously, than Allen Iverson is, but their games are similar in the fact that they're like speed demons run around the court. It's going to be harder, and you're going to be more injury-prone as you get on. He's a small guy. It's not an insult. He's a great player. It just is what it is. Clay yeah. Thompson hasn't hit the court in years at this point. Like, what do we... You know, it, it mentions that in the in the article, so I can't be too mad at him, but... If we're using him as a ranking, then you, I I don't know what you're doing there. The parts that they come up with here <laughs> is that um, specifically Andre Iguodala is mentioned. All right, let's go on to the next one. <laughs> let's go on to the management or something else. They mentioned uh, Iggy. Okay, no, yeah, let's yeah, go yeah. on to the next one. Well, wow. Yeah. All right. So, management wise. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, st- we'll stop breaking down every other team, and we'll just talk about the the Mavericks. I just won that first one. I wanted to see who was ahead of them, because it seemed yeah. a little, uh, a little silly. So management, where would you think with a new? I mean, we got a whole new front office, right? Yeah. I so would, they're going off a of future of the current future. Okay. Well, I think they would have to be at the bottom because all the turmoil over this offseason on the front office. Because this, when it's when when they're talking management, they're talking quality, stability, um, ownership, and coaching. I mean, quality. We don't know yet. It's a new new regime. Stability, there is none. They just started. Ownership is great. I mean, one of the top owners um, that looks out for the players and the staff. Um, And then coaching, we don't know yet. We're just looking off past stops, Milwaukee and Brooklyn. So they have to be, they have to be near the bottom, right? Yeah. I mean, they have them ranked 23. So, okay. Yeah. I mean that that makes sense. I would hope that for the they, future. Yeah, I would hope that they're a little bit higher because I feel like everybody, all the pundits, seem to say that the the hiring of 
um, our front office, the Mavericks front office was, was great. Like, I feel like there wasn't one talking head on ESPN that said that yeah. they made a bad decision in any of the front office moves. So it's a little weird that they have them rated so low to me. I kind of get, is... I get what you're saying, but okay. this is in the next three years. Well, that's true. So you have to like, are you, the problem with this article is they're not actually measuring thing by the next three years. Exactly. They're not actually doing what the purpose of this article is because if you have a fresh, like we have a, we, I keep saying we, I'm sorry. The Mavericks have a fresh start with their management staff with a, a GM in Nico that players like, or they have, or we've been told the players like him has good relationships with lots of top athletes why would you not rank that higher? I and I get it's probably just because he hasn't done it yet, right? Yeah. We didn't get a full. We argued about this last week. We don't have a full off season with them. So yeah, twenty three. I'll take it. Whatever. Um. <laughs> what? You like how I just gave up at the end of that? Yeah. I made an argument against it and then just totally yeah, gave up. Yeah, you made an argument against it. And then you're just going to say, all right, 23, whatever. <laughs> uh, next is, come on. I got come on, Mazer, Look, got... So where would you put him? I mean, middle that's of the, the path. That's, the, that's why I gave up on my argument. Unknown? Because it makes yeah. sense. Am I happy that, my, that the Mavericks are ranked that low? No. Do I think that they're probably going to do better than yeah. 23 ranked? Yes, but also no. Because I'm the one that argued against their being able to pull good free agents last week. Yeah. I don't think they can pull the top free agents. Even with a guy like Nico, I just don't think Dallas is the city that can do that. And let me tell you, like I love Dallas. I love Dallas, and I love the Mavericks. My son is named Maverick. (laughs) I love this team. I love this city, but I just don't think it... um, The player, the type of player that you're going to want to lure into this city isn't attracted to the things that Dallas has. The things that Dallas is good at as a city, I don't know if the top echelon free agent cares about what Dallas has. You get what I'm saying there? Yeah. Okay. So management, like, (laughs) 23, it makes sense. I don't necessarily think it's their fault if they don't get a a thing. But that's also what we're going to hit. I'll just skip ahead. One, they have money next, but let's go ahead and talk about market since we were already talking about Dallas. And they have Dallas ranked as the 12th market. So a lot of people will be confused by that because uh, Dallas as a media market is a top five. And media market is different than a overall market. Like Dallas as a whole will have great ratings for sports they'll have great 
uh, participation. Like you're never going to have a sports team that doesn't sell out for the most part, especially the, the popular sports. Yeah. But I mean, the way they're ranking markets is how attractive it is to young players and Dallas overall, I don't think has that attractiveness. Like I just said, it's confusing to me though. Why is that? Because it should be up there. I mean, when you look at it, you're, you're saying the, the appeal to, um, potential free agents, you know, based on the team's quality reputation, uh, the destination of going there, the market size, taxes, business and entertainment opportunities, arena quality, fans, Dallas. I'm not saying I'm not saying they should be top three. I'm not saying New York, L.A. I mean those top markets, but Dallas should be at least top seven. I mean, when you look across the board of the league. Seven? Yes, why, so, why uh, not? Well, because of I mean, because uh, of where the other teams are. Look, like, so just... You, you, you talked about L.A. and New York, right? So, L.A. and New York both have two teams each. You have... The Clippers and the Lakers, both in L.A., that's two teams ahead of you. Then the two New York teams, Brooklyn and the Knicks, that's two teams ahead of you, too. That's I mean, nobody's wanting to go to the Knicks. It's still New York, man. You still you still want to be in that market. But we're there talking about what's happening. Good. There are players that have, if they are going to sign, if they have it. Well, honestly, too, New York is a good team now. This isn't New York from five years ago. If if a okay, free this, agent this has thing, a choice between New York and Dallas and they get to live in New York or live in Dallas and both teams are good, guess where they're going? They're going to New York. I mean, but this, York. Is, this, is, this is not Kimba Walker of uh, 10 years ago. I mean, this, five years ago. This is... It's still a free agent. They haven't Dallas had anyone. Get. Julius it's, Randle wasn't who he is now when he signed there. They were trying to get Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. I mean... and but But guess where they did sign? They signed in New York, just another team. <laughs> like well, they might have gone anybody one else. over because the cap was better and they could get more money if they went to Brooklyn and it's a cooler jersey, so they went there. But New York is New York. Yeah, like they're gonna get free agents. The Knicks will get free agents, especially now that they're good. Okay, in the so next that's four. in the next three years, so that's four by itself, right? So let's talk about the other teams that are ahead of them. So I gave you a list earlier in the week. Yeah, and I we can go over some of those that are on there, but you're going to talk about your California teams. Players are going to want to be in California, so you have one more California team, Golden State. They're going to want to go there over Dallas for the it's most. It's going to be part. hard to sign anybody. It's going to be hard here. to sign. Yes. Go back to the East Coast. Miami is ahead. Miami. I hate Miami, not just because the Heat are there. I just don't like the city. It's gross. It, it's always muggy and disgusting, but it's ahead of us. It's ahead of the Mavericks on that list. It's also ahead of the Mavericks on my top 10 list. Um, You're going to talk about 
let's let let's scroll through theirs. One of the ones that I don't agree with is Phoenix is is ranked no. as a higher market. No. Um and I honestly don't understand that market being higher. Like I don't not. get unless they're like no, there's no unless. I don't understand that one. You rather go that, Phoenix than Dallas as a free agent? No, I don't understand that one. That's I don't get it, but it's they have them ranked 9 in market. Wow. Um another team that's Who ranked... they tied with. It was Oh no, that was um money. Okay. So who's a 10 and 11? So 11 is Philadelphia, which is one that I talked about before. Uh, I don't know about that one. <laughs> so you say no because of the fans, right? The you fans say no because and, of Philly fans. I mean, what else? The the taxes? I mean, Dallas has it over 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 Philly. Let me tell you right now what the players quality don't of care franchise. About. Let me tell you right now what players don't care about is taxes. Not Dr. J. I mean, come on. It's taxes. We the city of Dallas has spent decades now pitching the idea of taxes being a big free agent selling point. And you know who I mean, and you nice know who me. we've signed <laughs> because tax. It, but you know it doesn't matter when you're a freaking millionaire, you don't care. Yeah. You want to live somewhere that you enjoy. So if you so have Dallas a is not somewhere that, you would want to I you hate would, to say you it, choose, man. Da- you would choose Philly over Dallas? Don't make me do Ooh, this. I see, wouldn't. Come on now. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. But I have things that I love about Dallas. Like, I have... I but have, these aren't players voting. These are just people like us. These are media people that are, are, this are is, on the No, this isn't people... This is people speculating on what players want. Okay. Does it, like... Which which we are doing, but yeah, I know I'm. We're doing the same thing, but Philly, I do believe, is probably above Dallas on that list. Oh east East Coast, big city, nice. The oh, fans nice. are. St- it is nice. Philly is nice. Have you ever been okay, to Philly? The city, yeah, yeah. The city. Okay. The fans are not nice, but the actual city. Bottom five fans. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, they'll start a fire in the parking lot. Um, I mean, if if they get one bad call, I mean they're also putting they're, Boston above too, which which is also something I'm gonna agree with. That was in my. I am surprised at honestly at how accurate my <laughs> list that I texted you, you the made other this day. Article. Yeah, did I write this? Did All I, right, let's go to the next one. Get, all right, well, hold on. There's I think there's one more. Oh, this one might get you, but I kind of understand. Well, this we can one talk too. money and dr- yeah. Chicago was the seventh market. Okay. Which I also agree with. Chicago's a wonderful city. Are you sure you love Dallas? I do love Dallas, man. All my heart. I love Dallas. <laughs> it makes me sad to acknowledge that this yeah, is accurate. Exactly, yeah. But like I've also I've traveled quite a bit. My humble yeah. brag here. I've been to all these NBA cities. And they're right. That's all there is to it. Yeah, I've been to Phoenix a handful of times, and they are wrong. Oh, I said they were wrong about that one. Phoenix, I don't get. I've been 
<laughs> I've been to Phoenix. Yeah. I don't get that. Now, I will say I haven't been there in a while. So maybe no. Maybe Steve Nash I like it, done but changed nah. the town, but yeah, I don't know. Um money-wise, who do you think is ranked number 1 in money? Ranked number 1 in money? I mean, it, what's this based off? There's a salary cap. But it's ranked off oh, in going the by next owners? 3 years. How no, in the next 3 years, who will have the most available money to shell out i believe is what they're oh the lakers i mean look how old their team is are they all on one year yeah, they're all getting paid oh, okay um i think you're dang. i don't think you're gonna get this one just right off the bat oh I think we oklahoma should... city thunder <laughs> you scrolled man you saw that that's <laughs> of course number one that's surprising to me though like but yeah of course they are number one um who else the, do they have besides SGA? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of rookies and two-year players. The Mavericks are are going to be ranked. Oh, they're actually higher on this list than I thought, but uh, they're ranked 12 for money. They're tied for 12th. That makes sense to me. We got a lot of money tied up in some, some players over the next couple of years. And oh, we got, yeah. and we got some players even like worse. Brunson that we're going to have to and Dorian. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. I'm interested to see out of all those contracts that the Mavericks need to shell out if they are and who yeah. ends up in a different jersey. Who ends up in an OKC jersey in a few years because they got all the money. And Powell and, and Kleba. I mean, in a couple of years. It's going to get interesting. Draft. They rank Dallas at 22. And that's only because of Luka and and Brunson. Well, these this isn't past. So this how's, the, the how's that work? This that is no talking about then. our future draft picks. How's that make sense, dude? I have no idea. I like the more <laughs> Shouldn't we that get, be under okay. management? The more we get into the well, so should money if we're down to it. Like all that Jeez, stuff is under yeah. the same category. But I'm starting to not understand this jarbled mess of an article that ESPN put out and tried to really all they did was like, here's our top teams that we like at ESPN. That's what I feel like they just did. Yeah. And then they just that? threw some numbers in a excel spreadsheet and put it in a list because lists do well on the internet yeah. i don't know what the hell this is anymore like how could you i i guess i guess if i could take a wild shot at what they're trying to say it's that dallas doesn't they have traded away a lot of their picks that they have in the okay. future to get For kp the most draft picks and they also um, will probably be fairly good, so the draft picks that they do have will be low. So the team overall will be ranked low in the still makes no draft sense. category. It still makes no sense because, like the the Knicks, they were uh, they're a great team last year, but they could be a nine seed this year. I mean, you don't know. 
Well, that's the whole point of speculation, my friend. I guess, but <laughs> draft picks? That's a little harder to speculate. I mean, players. It's also management. funny because some of these teams have like a history of. <laughs> like the Mavericks have a history of drafting not very good. Like they have a yeah, history of that's not what being I very was, good drafting. Yeah, so, taking into and that, but that's why we would be ranked low, right? That's why the Mavericks are ranked low. Well, that's why I said the Luka and Brunson helped them from not being last. But they're not putting that into account. See, that's what makes no sense. I don't know. It's only future. It's so the past only and present doesn't Future. Ha- Nothing else happened. Those measurables are, huh. Okay. So that's that. The ESPN future, future power rankings, which is just dumb. Let's let's uh, transition into another dumb thing, which was last week's conversation that we had about the Squid Game. Yes, I've been waiting for this. This feels so good. I would like to thank, um, you know, all the people who chose um, who I chose, and that's the reason why I won. Um, I feel like this is a great time to just take it all in, you know, enjoy the moment that's now upon us. And it, it feels good. It feels good to finally, you know, have a re, uh, have a redemption um, story. I know you all love those types of stories. And this is what it was. You know, I feel like I'm, you know, Daniel Bryan um, um, or Bryan Danielson or whichever you like i mean i feel like i'm having that moment with the fans you right know now. who you're more like you're more like vince mcmahon and you, whoa you own whoa, the company that's disrespectful and you fill the polls with whatever you want them to say whoa yeah vince mcmahon you could have said tony khan i'm going I mean, there no because you you're, the you're the evil Heyman. evil owner wow because obviously yeah Obviously, you stack the pole against me, and what I have I have proof. The last podcast episode. No, what's, no. What's your the proof? proof in the in is in? Let me tell you something, man. You okay. can't have a poll that's supposed to have who do you agree with, A or B, and then you add who do you agree with. A, B, or maybe C. We don't know. Maybe you agree with C. <laughs> it's bull. It's crap. Come on. You fixed you the mean? poll. You were mad about losing the week before. Sense. You were angry about losing the week before. So you tr- you sit there in your workstation and you figure out how can I come back and win because mm. Josh is just too powerful and I can't have him take over my website. Mm. The people, I want to recount, is what I want. Is that what you want? No, I know I lost. I knew Dark I knew I was side gonna... of the podcast, Josh Mazer. <laughs> what you mean? Okay, let me get you. Let me let me tell you a little fact here. So I won fifty four to forty one, and that other that C option was five percent. So it didn't affect the total result. I just. 
but I also want to know how many dead people in Louisiana voted. Oh. Because I have a feeling mm. that this election was rigged. Wow. I need... It feels good to be one and one. I need the... Okay, okay. Let me I need just, the my pillow. I need the my pillow guy <laughs> to oh, come no. and spit off no. some crazy, okay. just ridiculous. You, you tell me. You tell me what the, what the next poll question is. It could be anything. Anything. It doesn't even have to be Mavs related. Just something that you're on the opposite side of me, and we, we see who who comes out. Okay. I know I know what I want it to be. Are you and, sure? And I feel like this is fair. I, do, I don't think it can be um, manipulated quite like you manipulated the last one. Mm. Okay? Nothing to do with basketball either. Ooh, okay. Nothing. Not even sports related. We're really we're really going outside the box here. Hmm, so it's not Teen Wolf. <laughs> well, now you've ruined it again, Landon. No. Um, let's do a vote between two action movies. Ooh. And mine that I want, option A, best action movie ever made is Die Hard. Ooh. The original okay. Die Hard. Now, you bring any movie you want, your favorite action movie, Love Actually, or whatever your favorite action movie is, <laughs> and I want to see it get destroyed by Die Hard by next week. Do you want me to tell you now, or should I surprise you? No, I want you to tell me. I want to be. Pre I want you to prepare yourself mentally for the bludgeoning that Die Hard is going to put on your favorite movie. Yeah, like last week. Your favorite week. action movie. Um, I'm going to choose the movie I've probably seen forty times. Um, uh, The Dark Knight. Mm. Yes, it's my favorite movie. My okay. favorite superhero, favorite villain, best actors to play them. I mean, it's oh, arguable. Um, that's interesting because we did somehow pick the two action heroes that don't have any superpowers. Yeah. Hold on, you said arguable. Are you talking Batman or Joker? Batman. Joker is obvious. Okay. And who's your uh if it's not Bell, who 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 do you have? Batman? Oh, Ben Affleck. I'm just joking. I'm just oh joking. Don't send him after me, I'm just joking. Two no. <laughs> in one. No, I I uh I liked Christian Bale. I thought his Batman was good. I didn't mind Sword of Me at all. I thought it was good. <laughs> but um, 
I like um I just like the old school like kind of goofy Batman. So I liked Michael Keaton. Yeah, he was good. He's I mean cuz it was still like that in between the really goofy Adam West Batman and um like the way too serious Christian Bale which I liked cuz I like a, a dark Batman but he just I mean sometimes you need a little bit of that levity in Batman. Yeah. You know? I mean, I have Michael Keaton um second, so I mean, that's Well, that, I mean, that's not a hard <laughs> So I guess there is <laughs> that's a That's not argument. a hard sell. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right, but I mean, I'm going to win this vote. I know that. No, I don't think so. And if you do I'm going to question our fans. <laughs> I'm going to question their taste oh, in film. Oh. Okay. I so, I don't know. Maybe you should maybe maybe it shouldn't be me questioning them. Maybe it should be so you questioning corner, yourself. Like, wow. <laughs> because I mean, for one, if you've not watched Die Hard, I know that... Okay, Bruce Willis over here. So you're going to push our fans in the corner? It's not about the... First off, we've talked a lot about like, oh, this Batman is so good. And and now you've mentioned Bruce Willis specifically. But the good action movie is not based off of only one character. Yeah, that's why I mentioned Joker. The best... Two Face? Oh, I mean, Two Face. What? That was a garbage Two Face. Let's be honest. <laughs> that was the worst part of that movie. <laughs> like that movie's so good, and then that garbage Two Face comes out, and you're like, "What the hell is that?" That's the worst <laughs> Two. Like that is the laziest Two Face. And for one, there's no way that guy can live. The whole point of Two Face <laughs> is that he's like scarred. That Two-Face in that movie, his whole face is gone. That's not Two-Face, that's Half-Face. <laughs> He's got Half-Face. Half-Face. Coming soon. Half Half Flip this coin. Yeah, that was the worst part of the movie, but Die Hard. Hans Gruber. How could you vote against Morgan Freeman? I mean, come on. Watch me. Any movie that has Morgan Freeman, so good. March of the Penguins versus Die Hard this week. <laughs> Vote for it, guys. Oh, uh, I can't wait. All right. All right. Anyway. We'll see. Good so luck. that'll be the one. Okay. That's it. Die Hard versus Dark Knight. <laughs> That's my official stance. All right, guys. See you next week. Bye.